Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Maximum Medicine Radio, The Healing Hour, with me, Dr. Sharon Martin, here on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This is the hour of healing power. In this live call-in show, The Healing Hour, I'm going to take your calls and help you get started on your way to your maximum potential. So come on, settle in, listen up, and I'll take your questions head on. Together, we'll find practical wisdom and understanding about what ails you. In The Healing Hour, we'll start your day off right insights and practical health knowledge and concepts for how you really live i'll take your issue and help guide you with the blend of scientific medicine and the esoteric including shamanic energy medicine so let's shake off some of that mystery and get started on how to really live together let's get unstuck so come on and join in join up and let me help and let go of what holds you back from being the maximum you the world needs Take down this call-in number, 1-800-930-2819, and let's get started on the healing hour right now. Hey, everybody. I'm Doc Martin. I'm here with Dr. Pat. This is the healing hour, part of Maximum Medicine Radio. We've got to talk about something really important today, because I don't know about you guys, but it is really hard to hold it together with any kind of equanimity or peaceful when the world is so darn prickly. So this is going to be a whole show on how we can transmute the shadow side of ourselves, of which I don't know about you, but I have plenty. Yeah. Yeah. And it, when there's everything going wrong and nothing going smoothly, it is so easy to go into cranky, irritable, prickly, intolerant, judgmental. I can do it all in the, I can do it all from one minute into, you know, zero to 60 in a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, Pat, the world, the world isn't working the way we, we thought it should. No. No. So I want to share something with you guys before I talk about my favorite, just love saying this word, Tezcatli Polka. Um, I'm working with a, a woman who's a really beautiful uh, spiritual mystic, Dr. Patricia Fields. And um, she has a website, spirit-evolving. And she's been channeling um, through her meditations that we are shifting to a new reality of the way we do things. It's not going to be linear anymore. It's not going to be A will always lead to B because there is magic in the air, which makes us happy. There's alchemy in the air, which makes us happy. And there's plenty of chaos. So we have to be ninja and be ready to parkour all of the hurdles, jumping here, there, surfing the waves, Um, because holding on steady ground is not a given right now. And I thought we would use today, first, I want to talk about Tezcatlipoca. I want to talk about obsidian. You know how I love stones. And then we're going to do a meditation to transmute some of our human, I won't say failures, our our flaws, things we're probably not that proud of. You know, Pat, our shadow side 
is there all the time. It creeps up to bite us in the rear. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and it's such ahead. a great teacher, right? I, I, I and, and this is part of the conversation today. You know, it's such a great teacher if we can become aware. And I think that's one of the greatest challenges we have. And also such a, such most interesting part of the journey. You know, it's a really interesting part of the journey where we are so knowing. We're knowing, we know when we're in that space. We know it. And how do we know it? What are some of the signs, right? From a psychological and emotional sign, you know, what you feel, especially at the beginnings. See, I think the shadow side, you know, has an entire range with it. And if you can pick it up early on in the like little, so 50 shades of the shadow, right? Mm -hmm. If you can get it in some of the early shades, even if you continue to take the ride, right? It can become a fascinating journey. And it's so interesting how many references there are, Sharon, I want to ask you about this. How many references there are to the underworld? You know, I, I don't care what culture you go in. I don't care if you go to Egyptian, the Mayan culture, which we're talking about today. I don't care if you go to our pop culture, some of the most popular, popular movies are part of the underworld series. So are we fascinated with it? Do we understand it? Not what totally. can we talk about today? Because you're going to shed some light on this for all of us today. I love, well, I fell in love with the Mayan culture, gosh, 15 years ago and uh, did some uh, trips in the Yucatan Peninsula to the different pyramids there. And um, it's interesting, my grandmother in the late 50s uh, went to the Yucatan and went to Chichen Itza and used to talk about it. So um, I kind of had that urge to go since I was younger. But what I what I saw there, first of all, the, the culture, in the Mayan culture, the limestone caverns are really big mythology. Not only are they actually there in the Yucatan Peninsula, they're big mythology. And that's supposed to be where you find uh, the portal to heaven, Chibalba. And the idea that we can go under, and to me that that doesn't necessarily mean talking about Hades and hell and bad stuff. To me, it means the hidden. Um, and the hidden is sometimes very rich with possibility for us. Yeah. It's very rich with energy that we can incorporate into our main driving force. Um, but the last thing I think we want to do is compartmentalize it or shut it out. Yeah. I think we have to... Uh, face it, join it, and get the power from that to add to our, our core essence as it goes forward. So that's what I want to, that's what I want to talk about today. For me, in this discussion today, the underworld is the place where we can find the hidden gems. And some right. of them aren't so pretty. Some of them aren't so pretty. Mm -hmm. um, and tell you about how I fell in love with obsidian. Um, 
So anyway, let's let's talk, Pat, talk some about how you see the underworld. Well, I, 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 let's talk for a minute. Yeah, I love to talk about the underworld. And, and, you know, for somebody like me, I can't even begin to imagine how to explain my connection with the underworld at a very young age in life, right? A very young age in life. But, you know, I, I, in order for me to be able to talk about the underworld, I think there's an experience you have to have with the overworld, you know, that world that we look at that is a, what we call above, you know, some people have different names for it. But, you know, it's interesting that we call the underworld the underworld. And we, you know, what do we call the other one? The upworld? Do we call it, what do we call it? Do we call it the upworld? We call it the enlightened world? You know, and it's interesting that we have a reference to the underworld, which assumes one thing, Sharon. It assumes, Doc Martin, it assumes that if there's an underworld, there's something above it. Because you can't be under if you don't have something above it, right? Right, right. All right. And so this is now enter the world of contrasts. Enter so the world in of the contrasts. Peruvian, in the Peruvian cosmology, it's the upper, the middle, and the lower. Um, but you're right. You can't, you can't have a right if there isn't a left. And you can't have a lower if it's not an upper. That's right. Yeah. And so my introduction to the underworld was so fascinating at a very young age was so fascinating at a very young age. And, you know, it starts with the symbols and the statues. If you're a young kid, you know, what do you know? Right? You're six, you're seven, you're eight. What do you know? You know, what is it that you're drawn to and obsessed with that at that age? And I use the word obsession only, only in the creative sense. There's a difference between obsession and being obsessed in the psychological sense and in the creative sense. And if you are a creative, if you're an artist, if you're a musician, you know, if you are a creative technical person, there becomes this point where you become so focused on something that it becomes your living, breathing essence. You know, try to talk to the Michelangelos of the world and ask them, hey, dude, why don't you take a break from that statue? You know, can you not think about it all the time? You know, I mean, you know, just step away. Don't worry about that. We're talking about the Da Vinci's of the world. They're talking about the Picasso's of the world. You know, every one of us is that person. We are them. They're not different than us. And so how do we honor even as young children, when we have a sense of an underworld, how do we honor that parts of us without guilt and shame? See, and I think this is what the cultures have done. They've been able to provide a platform that says, this is what's in this place. I mean, what did ISIS do? I mean, if you want to talk about conversations about the underworld, I don't think anybody does it, you know, more how do I want to say it, descriptive than the Egyptians. But when you're talking about this Mayan version of it, there's such a beautiful thread, you know, with this particular God and this particular power that so represents where we are today in the world, I think. Well, you know, I started thinking about Tezcatli Poca a couple weeks ago when I reflected on how much chaos there was and how do I personally gather up more resilience and more equanimity in order to make it through the day. 
And I thought, you know, Tezcatli Polka, and I'm going to use a lot of poetic license here because I don't have it completely perfect. Um, he, he was sort of the god of chaos and he was, um, caused some trouble, but he also fought for the underdog and he fought for slaves and he fought for the poor. But every night he would travel to the underworld, meaning go underground. And yet every morning he would come back up again and he was aided by the help of uh, the jaguar who would help him see through the darkness and make his way back up. And I felt like that um, going to work at the days I work at the clinic and surrounded by people who are sick and who are in distress and who are fed up with the world. And how do I rejuvenate through the, through the night, face the fact that I'm filled up with my distress about things that aren't going right and come back out on the other side each morning. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, Tezcatli Polka might teach us something here. So I think that's what we're going to, we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, Isn't it exciting though, to be able to have a reference like this and to really understand it without feeling disappointed, without feeling guilt, without feeling shame. You know, sometimes in our society, um, Doc Martin, what happens with us is we have this moment where we realize we're feeling this and we don't want to name it and we don't want society to label us. But what if we could understand at a deep spiritual level? That's what you're bringing to us today, isn't it? Yes, because I think we can incorporate those good parts of the myth of Tezcatli Polka and use them to our advantage. And um, I'd like to do that. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you about Ho'oponopono, which you guys probably know some about already, and talk to you more about Obsidian. So we'll be back in just a minute. Guess what? You don't need to wait until the new year to set new goals for yourself. Hi, I'm Joan Marlowe, the host of Awareness to Action, and I'm taking this concept to a whole new level. I've developed a program to take your awareness to action in 90 days. Let me introduce you to your day one. Day one can start any day you choose, so why not now? We will use powerful brainstorming, mastermind, visioning, and goal-setting techniques to open your awareness of what you really want in your life and take action with intention to get there. Choose to work with me one-on-one or in a small group. Let's connect, lift each other up, and hold each other accountable. I'm offering a free consult to design your program. Visit my site, peacefullyhealing.com, to connect with me, and let's find out when your day one will begin. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hi, I'm Carrie Nail from Nailed It Radio. 
Understanding our personality preferences can be huge in conquering miscommunication with others. For example, people who prefer to make thinking decisions want to evaluate situations calmly and logically using the same principles in most situations. However, people who prefer to make feeling decisions want to evaluate each situation personally for themselves and others. And so a great strategy for thinking types is to develop rapport, listen empathetically, and appreciate the positives of the situation before providing critical feedback to feeling types. And for those who prefer feeling, be direct with thinking types and breathe deeply to stay calm. I specialize in helping people understand these differences so you can take them into every aspect of your life to thrive. For more information, you can visit my website, kerrynail.com. That's K-E-R-I-N-A-I-L.com. Life can be demanding, but sometimes our wheels are spinning and we're too focused on making them turn to notice we're stuck in the mud. Tune into The Pause with me, Ellen Wyoming Deloy, every second and fourth Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. Learn how to stop, reflect, and start moving forward with intention. And if you're really looking to jumpstart your personal development, schedule a free coaching consultation with me at ellenwyomingdeloy.com. Are you ready to experience full body system wellness? Tune in to the Empower Me Show with Pam Bright, a spiritual toolbox for your life. Embrace the fullness of who you are as a spiritual being having a human experience. Pam Bright is a multidimensional healer, light language channel, energy intuitive, and spiritual transformation coach. Join her for a rich conversation about how to unlock all your spiritual gifts. Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. Okay, we are back. And this is the day we talk about Tezcatlipoca, the Mayan god who travels to the underworld each night, but he does come up on the dawn every day. And we're going to talk now about obsidian because obsidian is a beautiful, beautiful stone. And I love what it represents. And I'm going to use it in our meditation at the end because I think it can bring us a lot of transmuting of those prickly parts of ourselves. So I first met Obsidian. I traveled to the Yucatan and I went to Palenque, which if you ever have a chance to go is the most incredible collection. Well, collection isn't the right word, a grouping of these gorgeous, gorgeous stone buildings that used to be where big um, a big city lived. In fact, out through the jungle, the archeologists have worked and they've seen that beneath these layers of vines and trees are even more buildings built, spread out. Incredible, incredible temples. Um, the temple of the red jaguar queen, um, just gorgeous. But I went there and in one of the temples, I don't remember which one, I was actually inside, deep inside in a stone uh, room and dark and damp. And I had this deja vu of having died there on a stone slab. Wow. And I was, um, this, you know, you guys take it for what it's worth. I was um, one of the members of the royal family. And I wasn't very, I brought a lot of good ideas, but then I started to get a little too autocratic. And the people turned against me. And um, 
I don't know if I was poisoned or what, but I died on the stone slab under, under, inside the temple. And I remember thinking, this is a very important, talk about a shadow side. I can be demanding not only of myself, but of my staff. Um, I have very high standards. I like things done efficiently. I like them done right. Especially when you're in medicine, I'm not going to miss, I'm not going to miss a trick. I'm not going to let anything drop. So you've got that kind of intensity, you can imagine. But I went outside after to reflect on it, and I walked outside of the campus of Palenque, and there was a young man there selling obsidian pendants. Now, obsidian is a stone that is, that is volcanic, it is glass-like. It's usually, it's black, but sometimes it's got a sheen that's silverish, and sometimes it's got a sheen that is gold, and sometimes a sheen that is rainbow. And when it's polished, it's reflective. Now, obsidian has been used even when the pagan times in Europe as what they call a scrying mirror. And it was how they told fortunes by polishing up this surface and looking on the reflective surface. But obsidian in the Mayan culture is Tezcatli Pope is called the god of the smoky mirror. So I thought, you know, we should really hold ourselves up to this mirror and look through the smoke because as this world is flailing around us, the world is made up of us. We're flailing and we're not being very harmonious and we could be more harmonious. So I thought, you know, obsidian can be a fabulous tool for us to look at our, reflect back to ourselves our shadow side, reflect back to it so we can own it. And again, Pat, you know what I mean when I say we don't want to just compartmentalize it. It may be ugly. It may taste bad. Just the idea that we acted Mm -hmm. poorly may not make us feel good, but we've got to own it in order not to lose that power. Yeah. Do you know something? So here's why it's impossible to decompartmentalize it. That was a big word for me to get out right there. Um, Here's why we can't. If I say black to you, Mm -hmm. you get a sense of it. Why? Because you know what white is. And so what's interesting as we have these conversations, and I love that you said we cannot deep. I totally agree with you. Because if that were true, there would be an abyss around the shadow that left no opening out. Mm -hmm. See, I've often thought about this in reference to spirituality, mythology, our own lives. And almost every culture, I don't care Christianity, almost every culture has to have one and then the other in contrast. It's called different things, but isn't this, isn't this more about the dance and the journey mm-hmm. between? And I think often what we do, especially with guilt and shame, and in, in a lot of spiritual circles, especially in guilt and shame, we want to hold people to that dark place. And only through a process of extraordinary penance Will you be able to get out? But see, I don't think 
that the ancient God that you're talking about or cultures really created or imagined this for that purpose. You see, aren't you, no, aren't you talking about an underworld that perhaps will allow us to reach further than we've ever gone before? In the light. And I'll say it, I'll say it a, a little bit. Say it differently. Yeah. Well, a corollary more than different. There is power underneath of all the things that we haven't owned up to. And it's sort of like, do you remember the song, Leonard Cohen's song? There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Um, <laughs> we are cracked. We are, we are, there are parts of us that don't work a hundred percent but that we have to own that power. Now, I remember um, Sheila Gillette is a powerful medium and she channeled a group of ascended masters called Theo. And she was actually Esther Hicks's uh, mentor for channeling Abraham. And Sheila teaches, Theo actually teaches that you want to own those little fractured pieces of yourself. And she calls them the orphans because you want to bring them back to join your main soul um, essence, because in the owning comes the wholeness, the healing, and the power. And the other thing is, um, you guys probably know um, the story of Ho'oponopono and Dr. Lou Hen, sorry, Len Hugh, who was a Hawaiian shaman and a psychiatrist who went into a state mental facility and sat for hours at his desk reviewing the charts of each of the residents there, inmates' residents, and literally owned the fact that they had these evil things that they had done, the fact that they were broken, and basically in the energy of you and I are the same, we, we are the same. And in that owning, and the story is much more powerful than I'm telling it, he was able to heal these people and they were able to be released. So that's the power I think of looking at our underworld and with obsidian allowing us to see ourselves in the mirror, to see the places that maybe make us a little embarrassed. Maybe, you know, maybe we really don't want to act like that. But we can in, and this is the next important piece, in the energy of acceptance and tolerance, forgiveness and self-love, we can transmute that and own all those power pieces. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a big energy to, forgiveness doesn't mean you say that what happened was right. No. It doesn't mean you say, that it was okay, but you're saying, I understand that you are a flawed human being and I'll let you off the hook for the fact that you're a human. Um, And I'm going to try my best to love you anyway. And that's a very powerful energy. And nowadays, let's relate it back to the fact that the world is mucho loco um we need to bring that that acceptance that love energy 
even when we are surrounded by people who may not think the way we do, they may not act the way we wish they would, they may act foolishly and scare us and therefore make us angry, um, but we have to take that energy of acceptance and forgiveness. For me, sometimes I just recognize, well, you know, I kind of did the same thing in a different way. You know, well, I, I kind of didn't act so well the other day when I lost my temper. Mm -hmm. um, but Pat, chime in here and tell us before we take our next break, yeah. tell us what your thoughts on this. Uh, you know, there are many, many references. And I just had this conversation. We just had this conversation yesterday, myself and Jessica and Chris, Jessica's mom. And, you know, we were talking about the different levels of awareness that each of us has. And I had a mentor once that told me, and this was so perfect for me in my life, because this is true of me. Ignorance is bliss. So I had a mentor that early on in my life, that was over and over again, that was the theme. And it played out, Sharon, beautifully for me. You know, if I look at the many things in my life that I've done, not aware of societal impact. And I just did them. I just declared them. I just owned them. I had an intention. I had an envision of them. See, if I'd have been aware of the process of getting into an advanced education program, I would have never applied. Yeah, I wouldn't apply. Yeah, because on paper, that isn't it. But we had an interesting conversation. I want to just kind of leave you with this. Mm -mm. If you know people that have been down, I don't have another word for it. Let's just say they've been down. Our, our society says down and out, right? That's an expression. For the most part, we're talking about people that are really hitting a bottom. And if you're like me and you've had that experience, I was talking to Linda about this the other day, you know, because Linda's known me for a long time. And I was saying, I was talking to her about a friend of ours who busted out in a complete rage, just a complete massive rage, screaming. Now, what happens within a person when they get to that point? And what I said to, to Linda is I said, look, you know, there are points in life where you express yourself so angrily like you look at the world around you and the accumulation of things just finally hits you maybe over lunch that people arrive late for that thing that right there will be the trigger for an accumulation of rage and that i believe is what we're seeing in our society i believe that we're not just seeing a reference to different people with different ideas. I think we're seeing an accumulation of decades of not being able to express ourselves. And somebody asked me, how is this different than when you were younger? And I said, it's very easily. I had so many outlets to express myself. And I, and I told this woman, I said, if you really wanna see how we expressed ourselves. And I said, I wanna talk about just one thing, but there've been many, whether it was fighting for equal rights, 
you know, marching with people of color, whether it was changing the LGBTQ movement, being at Stonewall, or whether it was advocating for women's rights. And I said to this person, you've never had to fight for them. You've never had to fight for them. And because you've never had to fight for them, you're totally unplugged in your world for what you may lose. And, and we were talking about that. And I got to tell you, when I was younger, I was the shadow side. If you see pictures of me, and there's a great table tennis picture, I don't know if Jacob can get his hands on it. But there's a great picture of me standing next to my coach, Sam. And if you looked at the face on me in that picture and the level of intensity in my face as a 20, I don't even know what age that was, maybe, maybe 21. If you just saw that moment of me in that picture, you would get a sense of the fight we had to have growing up in the 70s. And, and you see, we're back there now. And the problem between then and now, Sharon, is we knew we were fighting to get out of the dark. We knew it. We knew that we needed to get to a place of light. We knew we needed to create world-changing events. Stonewall was a world-changing event. The fight for AIDS was a world-changing event. The fight for women's rights and rights to choose, world-changing event. We knew that we were in the fight of our lives. But here, I think what's happening is we feel that we have no control. Exactly. And exactly. what we're, what we're changing <laughs> to, what I think we're changing to is we are shifting our inner world because the outer world is very broken. We have no control over fixing it. It's mm -hmm. totally, it's the tower card in the tarot. It know? is. And let but. me just leave you with this. I never felt ever growing up None of us felt we had any control to change anything. You see, there's, this is the difference. We knew we didn't have control. We knew we were battling. There were no laws to protect us. There were no laws to protect people of color. There were no equal right amendments in the HR policies for LGBTQ people, QAI people. There was nothing there. It was all shadow. It was all we are fighting to get something that didn't exist. The difference is now people are fighting to keep what they had or what they perceive they had. It's both the same. It's just different scenarios. And, you know, I often think about this. You know, I send all my women, all the women I mentor, all the young women I mentor, I send them back in history. I make them listen to Shirley Chisholm. I make them listen to Bella Abzug. I make them really define who Gloria Steinem was and the many other people in that arena when it comes to women. But today, rights are happening so quickly. Controversy in your profession, the doctors and the nurses are just screaming. They're like, 
in our my state, we are taking patients in from other states. And the question then becomes, how do we use that bright, sharp obsidian arrow to point our way out? That's what I would love to hear from you, because you and I know that we don't have to stay in the abyss. And there are so many lessons that we can learn and help others with. But if you don't know what you don't know, your first point, of course, is to get educated. So I love that. But what I want to do for the rest of our time is I want to go into a meditation with Obsidian Mm. and use it to bring for each of us who's listening and who will listen later to really center and put what you know isn't your perfect parts and bring them forward into this beautiful circle that I'm making here. And we're going to use that for transmutation Mm-hmm. and really, really get some personal soul level healing. Let's do so we'll it. Be, we'll be back in a minute with our meditation. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody, it's me, psychic medium Jamie. And me, Spirit Walker Nicole. We are so excited to introduce you to our new live call in show called Shades of Spirit on TransformationTalkRadio.com. As we connect you with your crossed over loved ones, angels, and guides, and also help you develop your own psychic and healing abilities. For more information and to book your own private experience, go to ShadesOfSpirit.com and also follow us on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We figured by the time we turned 50, we kind of had life figured out, but we were not prepared for the realities of midlife. Tune into And That's When I Realized, the truth and comedy of midlife with me, Susan Dolce. And me, Leon Dyer, every second and fourth Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You're not alone in these challenges, and sometimes you just gotta laugh. Find us at SusanDolce.com and LeonDyer.com. Want to ignite your best life full of joy, passion, and purpose? Then join me, Stephanie James, for The Spark, Wednesday nights, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, on TransformationTalkRadio.com, and learn how together we can illuminate the world. Learn more on StephanieJames.world. The best is yet to come. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack, and I'm excited to tell you about the latest technology. It is new to this country, and it's just amazing. 
it's out of Germany. The Healy is state-of-the-art technology for improving and changing the body vibration. I have more information about the Healy on my website, maryjanemack.com, or you can call the office at 888-777-4232. Hi, everybody. We're back. I love that Leonard Cohen. That's how the light gets in. I want to I want to bring us into our inner space and bring in the energies that I've built here in this meditation. You notice that I have roses here. Well, for the past 2 months or so, I've been working with the rose energy, um the energy of Mother Mary which is being able to bring love to any situation. And that's the pink of the rose petals. And you have obsidian here. You can see its reflective surface. This is a piece of gold obsidian. You see how it kind of shimmers a bit gold-like. We're going to take this time to enter our own personal underworld, the shadow sides of ourselves, and drop ourselves in we're going to go through this portal using obsidian, surrounded by the beautiful rose energy, and clear and regroup and rejoin all of our intolerant pieces, our judgmental pieces, our prickly sides. So just nice deep breaths in with your nose and out with your mouth. And allow your awareness to move to your heart center. You can see it, visualize it, or feel it, or just know it. Bring yourself in. Bring yourself into this sacred space of your heart. And here's where we're going to ask for all of that pink energy of love, of the high ascended master, Mother Mary, bringing that rose pink energy. Have that swirling around your heart. Feel it and breathe it in and breathe it out. And just let this rose pink, beautiful energy surround you and feel it expanding sending it out wider than your heart, farther out from your body, above your crown, below your feet, until you're really in a gorgeous cocoon of this beautiful pink, ascended, full of love, full of forgiveness. And holding yourself in that gorgeous, gorgeous pink bubble. Call forth anything about you that you wish had been a little better, that you wanted to have done differently, that you might be a little bit ashamed about, that you you coveted something, you were really angry about something, you were intolerant, jealous, whatever it is. And just bring it forward and put it down into obsidian. Float into the energy of this smoky mirror 
an obsidian that can be the sharp arrow-like energy to take us to our target, to take us to our goal. Bring that energy in and let obsidian transmute it. Let those orphans of your soul be cleared and returned to your essence. Bring them one at a time. Maybe something else recurs to you. Oh yeah, you know, I had some road rage. I saw that woman waiting for the parking spot, but I cut in front of her and took it anyway. Whatever you wish you hadn't done that way, let obsidian transmute it. And as you're working that, feel the words of Ho'oponopono. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Every time something unsavory shows its face, hold it close and transmute it through obsidian. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And as you do that, you can feel the swirling pink rose quartz energy, feeling the love that Mother Mary was able to give even in the worst of times as her son was killed. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And one by one, just letting those orphans of our underworld bubble up. We own them. We hug them. We love them. And in the love, the energy is transmuted to our personal power. Filling your space with love. Clearing any of those prickly parts so that you can go out to the dawn more resilient, more ready to bring goodness to the world, more ready for your contribution. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Breathing in that beautiful rose energy and sending things through the obsidian portal for transmutation. Healing yourself by loving all your parts. Opening the crack to let the light in. Every piece of us is valuable. Every aspect of us has power. And when we own it, it joins in that core forward current of our power and amplifies it. And breathing a few more minutes, 
letting the rose pink saturate all of your energy field, your cells, and feel it radiating out from your heart space. See if you can bring rose energy to your day, later today, tomorrow, the rest of the week. See if you could ask the energy of Mother Mary to come teach you how to transform through forgiveness and love. How can we change the world by adding our best selves, by bringing forward our best heart energy? I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And with one nice deep breath, really searching, using obsidian to reflect our underworld back to us, finding your last parts that need to be owned, that need to be forgiven, that need to be loved. Finding them and bringing them in to this gorgeous circle. Remembering to always bring forward the rose pink of love and forgiveness and always be willing to reflect the smoky mirror back to ourselves so that we can bring the orphans home. And absorb that quietly for another moment. I'm gonna close up this camera and move back to the other. Jacob, I'll just leave the mandala here. And coming on back. Can everybody hear me? It's so important for us to really dig inside ourselves these days and bring our best part forward. Yeah. It's really hard right now. It's really hard. Yeah. But there are tools here today. Mm -hmm. If you can't buy yourself a rose or two or a piece of obsidian, you can get a picture of it or visualize or feel it. 
um, rose energy is rose oil is one of the highest vibration of essential oils. Mm-hmm. So here are tools for you to go forward and in changing ourselves, in, in making ourselves better, we can come forward in the earth, into the world, which is fractured and unhinged right now. And be a steady light. We are the light. We're going to be the light that shines through the cracks. Benny, thank you for putting up that that beautiful part. Leonard Cohen, my, my pal. Ah, Pat. Yeah. You know, there's something that happens when you go through recovery and addiction programs. It's very hard to describe it. And up until recently, those of us that have gone through those programs sort of have not been allowed to, so to speak, share. But we have all come out now. And we've come out and we're taking what we've learned to help other people. Because the darkest night of a soul in that journey is the moment that they call bottom. And I described what mine was like to Linda the other day for the first time. And I described what it was like to meet myself and meet my shadow side. And I described to her that there was a moment, a decision point where my life flashed in front of me. And I looked at everything and all the harm I thought I had done to other people, all the places where I felt wounded and I had wounded others. It's one of the darkest places you can go. It's often the place that you choose between life and death, Sharon. And that's what I was faced between life and death. My mom didn't do so well. She had to choose death. But when you're at that place, somehow the miracle of what you just described shows up. Thank you for listening to Maximum Medicine Radio, The Healing Hour with me, Dr. Sharon Martin on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We're going to be together the third Wednesday of each month at 11 a.m. Pacific for candid, honest conversations to help you change the way you think about healing, about yourself, about your life. Did you hear your answer on the show? Well, I will be with you next month, ready for all your questions from energy medicine to traditional healing and beyond. Healing is flow, movement, and destination. But are you stuck? What is your true destiny line? Listen in, call in to let the world know. Together, we'll choose what brings you into healing and let you call in all the power of the universe to act on your behalf. Reclaim your path. To learn more about me, Doc Martin, and Maximum Medicine, The Healing Hour, visit www.drsharonmartin.com. See you all next time.